Today on the news and why it matters. Oh, a disaster for the Dems in Iowa. Uh, we will get into that. There's a lot to that, by the way. Also, a State of the Union preview, what to expect, what we're looking for, maybe uh, what might get President Trump in trouble. We've got it all for you, and it starts right now. Hello. Didn't see you there. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by my good friend, Chad Prather of the Chad Prather Show. Good to be with you thank yet you. again. Yes, thank you for being here. Thank You're welcome. You. Thank you for being here. Also, Jason Buttrell. The man that was laughed at for saying conspiracy theory about Iowa yesterday, by the way. I'm going to throw that back in your face. Actually, I should throw it in Aaron's face. He's I, like, didn't, I, know. I didn't. I didn't know laugh at you. Yeah. But I'm just saying. No, I'm pissed, though, that you just threw me under the bus. <laughs> I like doing that, too. So. <laughs> also, YouTube host Eric July, man of all trades. He's a YouTube host. He talks about literally everything under the sun. Uh, uh, politics, uh, roads, obviously. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> always talking about those. Only if you want to shut him down. Those, yeah, <laughs> <dumb roads. laughs> uh, video games, movies, you name it. Uh, Eric July is your guy. Got a lot coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Black Rifle Coffee. Now, uh, Valentine's Day might be, like, a obviously made-up holiday, but your special someone is real. Show the coffee lover in your life some love with Black Rifle Coffee. What better way to show your love to your wife, maybe your mom, maybe you have a kid in uh, college who needs the extra caffeine boost. Whatever the case may be, Black Rifle is your go-to now through Valentine's Day. Save 20% on a selection of coffee and gear and find the perfect gift for the special someone in your life or, you know, maybe just get it for yourself. We're not going to judge you here at Blaze TV. Uh, Black Rifle Coffee, of course, we talk about this all the time, is a veteran-owned and operated premium small batch roast-to-order coffee company for Patriots. It is for Patriots only and Patriots in your life. They don't roast anything until you order it and they have the highest quality beans from around the world. So you are getting the freshest coffee available. You can also do the Black Rifle Coffee Club, which uh, you choose the amount and the blends that you like and they give it to you at a special discounted price. You get it shipped directly to your home or office every month. You can go to blackriflecoffee.com slash Y. That is blackriflecoffee.com slash Y. If you enter discount code Y, you'll get 20% off. That includes the Black Rifle Coffee Club. That's a discount on top of a discount for those of you who can't do math very well. I suggest you take advantage of it. Blackriflecoffee.com slash Y, promo code Y. Uh, uh, all right, the Iowa, Iowa caucus, I would just like to, uh, to just disclaimer here, at the time of this taping, we still don't have the results of the Iowa caucus on the Democrat side. Uh, I believe they are slated to come out literally right before this show airs, which is really, really great timing for us. But uh, what we are going to talk about is the complete disaster that happened last night. Uh, of course, the uh, the Democrats were using a, a new tabulation app. It's called Shadow. Uh, there was a lot of confusion last night when they were having problems uh, reporting the results through this app. Uh, people were having to call in. They were being placed on hold. And there was an article that I saw from the New York Times that said... Um, 
this app that everyone's using to report these results in Iowa, apparently nobody knows who owns it. Nobody knows who created it. Nobody knows who has access to it. Uh, and I thought, gee, what could possibly go wrong, especially with that whole uh, Russia's trying to interfere in our election business. But um, today it came out that this application is called Shadow and it is founded by former members of the Clinton campaign. So that's good news, Chad. I mean, it's definitely someone, people that were associated with someone you really can trust. Yeah, it's called Shadow. It's called <laughs> Shadow. I mean, what could be wrong with that? I mean, who knew a caucus could get this hard, right? I'm, I'm just here for the soft caucus jokes. Look, I... What a day for Chad Brayden to be on. I'm telling you, the DNC, they're such cock blocks. I'm, I just, this is what happens when you count ballots using Common Core math. It really is. Yeah. And what I've discovered is anything that the Dems will blame the right for doing is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's it's just it's proven yes. over and over and over again. If someone is continually accusing you of something, it's probably because they're guilty of it themselves. Is that happening in Iowa? Well, right now, we don't know. But I personally think that this is a big old sham and a scam against Bernie Sanders and his mm -hmm. campaign. Uh, Bernie's scary enough, but let's face it, this is going to be a war all the way down to the end when it comes to the DNC. And that's how that's how his supporters are taking it. But you can't blame Bernie because he was screwed in the yeah. 2016 election. They feel like he's getting screwed now. I was saying yesterday, like I was talking about before, that it seemed like there was a whole lot of air quotes when that, you know, uh, poll didn't come out in the in the, in the paper. Register. You know, it was like, oops, you know what I mean? Yeah. We didn't mean to do that. And then it got leaked out later that, of course, Bernie was in the lead there. Uh, Biden was way down the list. There, the establishment pick was way down the list. Oh, that didn't get put out on the paper. Seems fishy, right? Very fishy. It's a coincidence. And then, to see here. and then this happens. Now, either the tinfoil hat in me says, okay, this is totally a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. But even if it's not, this is still how the Bernie bros, and we know how they're going to act. This is how they're taking it. Mm -hmm. And I, when this thing goes to you know the convention, oh my gosh, if they continue to do this stuff... I mean, uh, who knows what the heck they're going to do. Yeah. yeah, Eric? Yeah, like it's the same thing that happened, like you mentioned, in 2016. They feel like they're getting double screwed. Um, mm -hmm. It's funny, we're using all these caucus jokes. Uh, <laughs> but it, it does. It feels like they're going. Getting, yeah, Sometimes the caucus is hanging there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's considering what happened in 2016, um, and even with the whole superdelegate situation and Hillary Hilling against Hillary Clinton, he got screwed all the way to the, you know, I mean, to, to the I, why do I keep getting <laughs> <laughs> going there? Chad got us going, and here we are, man. Well, it is low-hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they had but... one caucus, and they blew it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking <laughs> of blowing it, uh, there was a live CNN telephone interview with Wolf Blitzer that really just perfectly encapsulated what a disaster the night was. Wolf Blitzer was talking to a precinct chair in Iowa who had been on hold for a really long time uh, trying to report his results directly from the phone, and this happened. I'm just waiting on hold and uh, doing my best to report the results from my what, precinct. What are you hearing? I know you're listening to a conversation uh, from the Iowa uh, Democratic Party. Um... This is a real coincidence, Wolf. I just got off hold just now, <laughs> so I've got to get off the phone to report the results. All right, uh, go ahead and report your results. Can we listen in as you report them, Sean? Yep. <laughs> All right, let's listen. All right. <laughs> okay, hi. Hello? 
Stay hung up on me. Oh, Stay hung up on me. Okay, I've got to get back in line on hold. Oh. Um, they just hung up. Oh, no. So frustrating indeed. No, oh, so we can blame CNN, I think, for get that one. Back in the queue, pal. <laughs> I love it. Oh, wow. I mean, wow. you should have probably like been a little more diligent about letting the lady know Okay, hold on one second. Let me get off the phone with CNN so that I can report my results to you. Yeah. You know, a little quicker. So this is I'm not, I'm not surprised at this at all. Even though it is classic, you know, big government screw-ups. This is exactly parallels the rollout of the last time the left was going to revolutionize the way we did things in the past with Obamacare. The website, I mean this seems like almost oh, a carbon yeah, copy. Almost it's almost like if you could just change yes. a couple words, the headlines yeah. would look yep. exactly the same. Yep. We cannot trust them to handle things like this. You mm -hmm. can't trust them to do it. Now regardless of how much they, uh, you know, the new technology they have and the promise they have, this is how it's going to end up. Mm -hmm. But this is not the big story, in my my opinion. Um, they had low turnout. Yep, they had less than 2016. Yep. It was a low turnout from them. Actually, amazing turnout for the incumbent, incumbent president. Right. So they came out. Why would you go out? You know who the nominee is. Why would you even, you know, get dressed, get in the car and drive out there when you know that he's the incumbent? He's got it anyway. Mm -hmm. It's because the excitement level is on... Donald Trump's side. It's on the right side. People see him getting attacked unfairly, ridiculously. People are pissed off. People that were in the middle that were like, I don't know which way to go, now see him getting attacked. And they're like, screw it. We're going out. We're going to show you know, wild support for him. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, on the left side, you've got a grumpy socialist. Mm -hmm. You've got another socialist, which her entire campaign is built off of, you know, a Sarah McLaughlin sad puppy ad, mm -hmm. you know, like in the arms of the angels playing in the background. She's a victim. Oh, my gosh. Vote for me. <laughs> and then a few people that they're not quite. Well, at least they don't want to take our, you know, our, our choices away. So maybe we'll vote for them. Well, they want to take some of your choices. They want, away. But not no. all of them, like the other two, grumpy <laughs> socialists and Sarah McLaughlin right. socialists. Um, and they're like, OK, well, what do we do? Screw it. You know, so some of them didn't even show up and some of them are so scattered. Look, we are sitting pretty in this next election if this is any indication whatsoever. And I, I hope Bernie Sanders takes it so much because we destroy him in the yeah. general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as Jason uh, mentioned, Eric, uh, turnout is on pace mm -hmm. to definitely not to exceed 2016, just to kind of be, you know, the same. And you look at who they were running at that particular point in time, and you had, at the time, two of the most unfavorable candidates Ever yeah, that's yeah. In Hillary Clinton, right. now you still can't get a turnout higher. Um, what does that say to you about? Well, the, I think uh, it says a lot. I mean, it's funny we were we were talking about this uh, a few weeks back. Certainly, when all the impeachment stuff really got going, and we were trying to figure out how is this going to affect uh, the the presidency in terms of the next election cycle. Yeah. And it, it seems as if it has negatively affected them. And I think it's not just that. It's like you said, people are seeing. This sort of unfair treatment and, you know, they, the gloating they're doing, they're making the same sort of mistakes that they made. There's no way Trump can possibly win. We got this in the bag. Vote for me uh, type of deal. And people see that and they respond to it. And it's not it's not exciting. And I think the turn again, it was something else that we also talked about is that whether it be with mainstream media um, talking heads, they don't have as much control as maybe they had decades ago where it's like they could speak something into existence and i think that's the one beautiful thing if anything that has come from social media is that they can't necessarily control the narrative so they can't speak it into existence so we could, they could sit here and i think the 2016 election was that certainly was proof of it yeah. that they could say all day long something isn't going to happen but people you have uh, whether it be with you know this network or any other network that 
is not necessarily what people consider mainstream. Mm -hmm. They have their own influence they're putting out. They're able to have, make their own platform because of the internet or what have you. And they just don't have control of the narrative and they're still pretending as if they are. And that was the grave mistake that they made last election cycle when they were like, it's just, there's no way this guy's gonna, gonna win. You know, we, we can run anybody. Oh, let's throw Hillary, the most established establishment person that you right. could run against the person that actually people at the time saw as anti-establishment they thought it was going to work and it didn't work and they're still making the same mistakes if you go look at all of their campaigning it's the same old thing yeah. he can't win he's not going to win so did, here I, we go did you say jesse kelly did a tweet uh, i think it was today I, jesse kelly so is dead to me i saw the birthday thing yeah i didn't like it or anything like that, but i did thank see you it. you're still my friend it. oh he <laughs> wished me a happy 47th birthday oh yeah, yeah, yeah i didn't say anything on that oh yes you did <laughs> no, and I you're didn't. on my list too <laughs> he, by the way for the record no i didn't turn 47 and if you thought that i did you're not my friend either you've been 47 for three years i hate jesse kelly people believed him i was like what is wrong with you you did the same thing to me when they brought out that birthday cake. Remember yeah, but that? you look way more oh, like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Continue. So he's, he made a really good point. He said that none of these candidates, their identities are either so far left or they have no identity. So he was like, I think he said the Bernie is like, here's a bunch of free stuff. Right. Like, oh, your Jesse, freedoms. Yeah, yeah. Jesse made a point. And, and then, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then he was like, what is Biden? Like, this, that's who the establishment, that's who they want to win. What's his identity? At least with Trump, you know, you have the wall, crack down the illegal immigration, that's, that's what he won on. He established an identity and he won. Um, I, personally, I, that identity doesn't really like do it enough for me. Mm -hmm. Unless Thomas Sowell starts, we can convince him to, to run for president. I'm not going to agree completely with a candidate, but at least I can identify a little bit with his identity. But if you're a Democrat, like, what are you? Are you like, what? Like, it's the same thing. Why would I vote I'm for not Biden? Trump. Like, right. it's, it's really, right. that's, that's the, it. That, that's that's their identity. Well, that and, win. Yeah. but, you know, before, uh, during the 2018 elections, they could at least say we're running on impeaching Trump. Now they've already done it, and it's yeah. been a disaster for them. I don't think they can use that anymore. Well, the, okay, so, and, and what the guys are saying here, and what I'm hearing is, this is, Iowa's an indicator, okay? How can we trust the Democrats to fight for us against countries known for terrorism when they can't even handle a delegate selection <laughs> in a state that's known for corn? <laughs> so this... I don't want them handling my health care. I don't want them handling my mail. I don't want them handling anything. Big government, big bureaucracy doesn't work, and this is what we're seeing. There's too many heads butting together, and when they get together, it sounds like a bowling alley. They've had three years. They focused on collusion. They focused on Russia, Mueller, impeachment, Ukraine, all of these different things. Somewhere along the line, they forgot to focus on an election. They don't have an identity. They don't have it. And that's absolutely that's absolutely the case. And if this is an indicator, then 2020 is going to be not only a fun ride, but it is going to be a landslide. You don't want them handling your health care, none of that, and you don't want them handling your caucus either. <laughs> you don't want the Democrats. No, I don't want caucus. a socialist doctor <laughs> handling my caucus. <laughs> Uh, before we go, it's a, it's a shite show. Okay, I apologize, but that's the only yeah. way I know to clean it up. No, it is. It is a shite show. It is. Uh, and stay tuned because 
Nevada, they are actually planning to use the same app that gave Iowans so much trouble. They're actually planning to use the same app. They paid almost $60,000 to the same company. So they do have the paper backups just as Iowa did, and we see how that worked out for them. So we'll stay tuned to see how that... At least it's not a hanging chad. (laughs) That's true. There's a joke to be made, but I'm not going to make it back in a minute. There you go. Softball. It got you about right here. And I was like, ah! Before we get back into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So impeachment, gun confiscation, abortion, open borders. Uh, this is the future that the left is planning for you. And they're funded, believe it or not, by major corporations like Verizon, AT&T, the places that you are spending your money you're paying your cell phone bill. You're actually funding the machine trying to destroy our Constitution, our values, and our country. So you're doing that every time that you pay your phone bill or you pick up the phone. Uh, there is one particular phone company who is partnering with you to save the country. It is Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the only company protecting the Constitution and American values with every call you make by donating a portion of your bill to conservative causes, not to all of those things that are ruining the country. They are also participating in the March for Life and the Pro-Life Summit. Starting at just $25, plans come with unlimited talk, text, and the same reliable nationwide service with no hidden fees. You can go to patriotmobile.com news you can enter offer code news. You will get a free month of service and a free gift. Ooh, I don't even know what it is. I want to know what it is. When you open a new line, you can also call 877-367-7524 if you still use phones for their intended purpose of like actually picking up the phone and calling. Uh, we got to stick together these days. All right. It's getting rough out there. So you got to go to patriotmobile.com slash news. That is patriotmobile.com slash news promo code news. Uh, all right. So uh, before we move on to the State of the Union and what you guys are looking for, what you think President Trump is going to do, I do want to just just to wrap up the uh, the Iowa caucus debacle last night. Did think it was very interesting that there were several different candidates who just kind of claimed victory, mm-hmm. even though they're like, obviously the results still haven't come out as of the time of this taping. There were no results that actually came out that were definitive. And still you had people like, you know, Pete Buttigieg saying stuff like this. We heard you say we're going on to New Hampshire victorious, but how can you do that when the official results are not in? Shouldn't you wait? Well, we, we have the results from our organization, and if you look at what we were able to do, uh, what happened last night, the fact that uh, this campaign was able to gather support in urban, suburban, and rural areas alike, in counties that Hillary Clinton won, counties that Donald Trump won, uh, we are, are thrilled and, and absolutely consider that a victory. It's uh, an interesting angle from uh, Pete Buttigieg. I mean, very bold, especially, you know, you guys were saying you think Bernie won. Yeah. That's not good optics if you come out and say we, we declare victory and then later it comes out that Bernie actually won. Yeah, well, what you have to remember is we're living in the day and age of participation trophies. You don't <laughs> ever have to actually win in order to claim that you won something. And mm-hmm. that's what he just did. 
This is a postmodern society. It is all relative. It, it, you know, actual votes don't count. Yes, 100% might be counted, but maybe 212% of the people were actually involved. We don't know. I mean, perhaps everybody's getting a multiple vote based on how many genders they identify as. It doesn't matter. It's all relative. And we laugh, and while we do, this is the type of mindset. You just interpret reality however you want to. And Mayor Cheat is doing exactly that. <laughs> I, I, I'm com I was completely just flabbergasted that, that Buddha Judge is doing as well as he is that, right now because again, he's one of those people that he doesn't really have an identity. He's just one of the kind of maybe not as crazy as the other two socialists. Mm -hmm. He's just been like, I don't know, like I'm not as crazy as them. And hey, black people, please vote for me. Right. Th that's been his strategy over the past like couple months. <laughs> did you something. see? Did you see the the woman from Iowa who found out at the caucus that he was gay? And wanted to take her vote back. No, she had no. She had no. That. It was so uncomfortable and awkward to watch. She had no idea that he was gay, and she said, <laughs> "Well, why didn't anyone tell us that? I don't like that. I can I have my can I have my paperback, please?" If, I don't. if she was that misinformed, did she also just what did she think about his policies? Did she know about his policies? If she didn't even know that, I mean, no come idea. On. It I was highly a doubt it. Really uncomfortable but moment I, to watch. I think he was more just like he didn't expect to do that well. So when he when his internal numbers were like, we got how much? Yay, we did it! You know, and he was just so excited. He probably just came out, which was kind of Klobuchar's take as well. You know, she went <laughs> yeah. out and gave a what sounded a lot like a victory speech, which was basically like, well, we did way better than we thought we would, guys. All right, <laughs> onward and upward. Eric yeah, well, I think out of that whole entire thing, the thing that was interesting was because when they were talking about that whole shadow app, it wasn't just Hillary that they were saying that there was a connection to. It was Pete as yes. well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I think that, was, I mean, we could talk conspiracy theories all day long, but oh, that's please. a little weird <laughs> I love for it. me <laughs> that, you know, if he does have a connection to this app and he's like, hey, man, we won. Well, we know internally. You know, we won, yeah. you know what I mean? And then there's all these all inconsistencies in the numbers. Like, that's what the way I was looking at it. I was like, this... This, this seems a little crooked or something snaky is really going on. Did he win right. or is he just claiming victory because he can't? You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, I don't know if it's rigged or, or what have you. But that's what the way I was taking it. It was less about uh, like Hillary's connection to it or, or anything like that, which, yes, that kind of negates everything Like uh, <laughs> as far as its validity. Like you're right. like connected to Hillary, yeah. but it was also connected to his campaign as well. And when you see a guy uh, that with some sort of connection to whatever application that they're using, claiming victory, mm -hmm. it makes it seem and it makes it appear as if, you know, he, I don't know, he's switching, point shaving or doing whatever he's yeah. doing to make it, make it seem as if he's the one that is, maybe he can, maybe he can declare victory because he got it like that. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would think that there would be some sort of rule in all of these caucus events that, say that something like that would be a yeah. conflict of interest, right? Yeah. That that you can't own some sort of stake in the tabulation application that's being used to determine the results of a caucus that you're participating in. This is the proliferation of fake news, is what this is. We, we've, we've grown so accustomed to it that it doesn't matter anymore. You can come out, you can claim victory, you can, you can interpret results however you want to, to Eric's point. I mean, it, you're exactly right. I mean, it started trending last night on Twitter that Mayor Pete is now not only Mayor Cheat, but he's a CIA operative. I mean, that's the thing <laughs> these days. Everybody's a CIA <laughs> operative. And uh, I'm, I'm just saying the guy is an expert at caucuses. And, <laughs> and I'm, maybe he does have an inside thing that, you know, just, just kind of filtering in through the back door. I don't know. <laughs>
what's going on, but obviously he feels like he has an edge here. Jason? Uh, I have to follow. Uh, no, what, what I think is, is interesting about this entire thing is that why is Iowa so important? It's not because it has a lot of, uh, you know, tradition. votes or, you know, or what are they called? Yeah, whatever they call it. It, it's, it doesn't have a lot. Uh, it's just, it's a trendsetter. Mm-hmm. Right. So whoever wins this was supposed to be. Ta-da! You know, that was their they big the moment. Momentum. I'm the one that's leading this charge. Mm-hmm. You guys get behind me and the rest of the country. It does influence. The rest of the country's like, okay, well, I guess this is who we support if we want to win this election. Now, and again, this goes towards the Bernie bros that are going to be pissed about this. Mm-hmm. He was denied that yeah. grand ta-da moment. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be what carried him over to get the, uh, you know, the electoral votes to do this. Yeah. But that's... That's not going to happen now. So what, do they reset? And what is, is New Hampshire next? I think. Yes. Yeah. Now do they go to New Hampshire and that's the ta-da moment? Or has it just been blown? I don't know, but I... <laughs> right? I feel like uh, if you're... Chad, would you like to follow Biden, up on nope. Nope. If, if you're Joe Biden, you're probably really ecstatic right now. Because I think he was looking like he was going to be, what, fifth? in Iowa, and now I think maybe the news of that has been diminished just because everyone's paying attention to what a disaster the results. That's true, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like that's, yeah, like even whenever the results come out, it's Mm -hmm. not gonna be as impactful as what it would have been if we got it like immediately. So maybe again, that was by design, who knows? Hold up. You two would have a lot to talk about (laughs) off air. Put mine on too, man. (laughs) Right with you. You sure you don't wanna sneak one more in there? Before we go into overtime, we'd like to remind you guys, if you have not yet heard, we've got State of the Union coverage coming up tonight. Uh, Glenn Beck will be doing the introduction. He's going to go in and watch the State of the Union actually on the floor. And uh, Eric Bowling will be taking over. We've got Phil Robertson and Steven Crowder coming by and, uh, and uh, Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly is also going to be a guest. You can use promo code SOTU to get $20 off of an annual subscription at Belay's TV. We're going to talk about the State of the Union next on Overtime. Up next, enjoy bonus Overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Uh, The State of the Union is coming up tonight, as uh, we just discussed. Now, there are, of course, the the pundits, the talking heads talking about, you know, what to expect, what President Trump should stick to, what he should not bring up, maybe, that might make him look bad. Uh, Kellyanne Conway, his advisor, says that he will deliver an optimistic, inspirational, forward-looking State of the Union address. And she also Uh, threw in there that success is the best revenge. I'm sure referring to all of this impeachment nonsense that is going on at the same time. Um, Now he will be, they will have the final vote for impeachment tomorrow. So that's going to happen the day after he gives his State of the Union address. But, I mean, he seems to have a lot to tout. You know, you've got the the economy, uh, which is great right now. I mean, a little bit of a stall, I think, possibly due to uh, the trade stuff going on with China. But and the still, coronavirus stuff is... The coronavirus as well. Things. But 
Uh, which, I mean, that wouldn't be, you know, you can't blame that on President Trump. Oh, they'll try. Well, I'm sure, of course they can. Literally they can. everything they try to blame on President Trump. But will they sound stupid is the question, and the answer is yes. <laughs> um, unemployment is at a half-century low, uh, and that includes for minorities. Um, people are working, and people are spending. And, you know, he obviously has a lot to tout. Chad, do you think that he will stay positive? Do you think that he will just focus on what his achievements are, or do you think he's going to throw some blows at uh, the Democrats for all of the impeachment stuff? First of all, throw that picture back up of the House there that we had, that graphic of all of them sitting there. Look at it. Look at the, look at the lack of diversity in that picture. I mm. mean, that like, a lot of old white people right there. A lot of old white people, right? <laughs> this is a, no, I mean, not a cowboy hat in the room. That bugs me. Uh, I, um, this is the perfect opportunity for a good campaign stump for Trump, right? So he can yeah. go in there. He can tout his successes. He can talk numbers. He's got the numbers to back it up. He's got the opportunity to really seal the deal if he is forward thinking and forward speaking positively towards November of 2020. Now, uh, to your point, yes, at the end of the day, Donald Trump is a game show host. <laughs> at the end of the day, he's in many ways a comedian. He's an entertainer. We have come to know that Donald Trump. <laughs> he will take his jabs and, the you know, I mean, if, all you got to do is watch the Nancy Pelosi clap, you know, over and over and over again, just to inspire you to be like, yeah, I'm going to nail him to the wall. <laughs> and I hope he hands out pins. It just oh, he could <laughs> hand out Stu's pens that he's selling yeah. at NancyPelosiSucksPen.com. Yeah. It has Nancy Pelosi's signature, and then it says sucks at the yeah. end. Yeah. That'd be great if he did that. Yeah, I heard that. I have some gold. Yeah, I have the Nancy Pelosi, they're on eBay. They don't work with pens. They just they don't, <laughs> they don't even work. So. The impeachment one? Yeah, well, they, they didn't, you know, it didn't go through in the Senate, so whatever. <laughs> um, I, Jason, uh, what, are you, yeah, what are you looking for? Yeah, I... Uh, I hope he. I actually hope he does not take any jabs and just sticks to the facts because that's all you got to do. You think do. it'll hurt him? All you got to do. It is all you have to do, yeah. and it would be a good look, right? I mean, we all want him to just just do what you got to do, get out of there, don't go off prompter and get stuck in the weeds. Right. But will it hurt him? No, I, I don't think it will. Um, Bill Clinton was, uh, even though uh, who was it, Ilhan Omar, completely forgot about this fact. But Bill Clinton was in this exact same boat. He was getting impeached, and he had to deliver a State of the Union address, mm -hmm. and he never mentioned it once. Yeah. And their strategy worked for Clinton, I believe, because everyone forgot about it. Like, no one knows. Like, I was, I was actually a political science major in college when that impeachment was going down. Good gosh, I'm old. Mm -hmm. and, and it was like, we were like, oh, my gosh, this is so huge. And everyone was talking about it. And then a few months later happened and no one was talking about it. Right. Because they didn't harp on it. So I hope he doesn't harp on it. Let them do their vote, you know, the very next day. And it's done with. And you can move on. Stick to the policies that you're doing right now that are working. The economy is doing better. Um, race relations mm -hmm. are at record number, not record numbers, but they are vastly improved from when before he became on office, mm -hmm. which is absolutely insane. It's crazy because I was told that when the black guy became president that everything would get much better. And they got worse. Yeah. They were in negative, there was a negative percentage then, and there's a, a positive, it's double digit positive percentage now. Right. So there's all these things that you can harp on to shove it in their face. And if you want to take jabs, say, now we have some people running for our colleagues over here mm -hmm. that want to just demand, dismantle all of those improvements. Yeah. They want to change this when it's working fine. They want to change this while it's working fine. Not only working fine, but doing very well. Stick to that. 
and it'd be tons more powerful, I think. Eric, it doesn't seem to be in his character to just stay. I, I don't <laughs> think anybody should expect <laughs> for him to not throw jabs. I don't think yes. he has, even if he, they write out the speech and he's like, you know, yeah, it, there's no jabs at all, he'll find somewhere to plug it. Like, right. right there. I got him right there. I'm going to mention someone. But everybody's right. I think if he wanted to make the most impactful statement, it's not even just about, let's say, bragging about what successes that he feels that he can point to. I think what's most important and what, what people would cling to is if he can somehow connect to what it was that he felt like he did and that result. So if we're mm-hmm. talking about positive economy, <clears throat> slashing rough regulations mm-hmm. and, and so forth, I think it's very important because what's going to happen is that no matter what he says that is positive, they're going to say that, well, is it attributed to anything that he did, right? right? Like, let's talk about the other uh, factors. So I think it's very important for him, if he is going to, let's say, brag about the positive things, be it in the economy, I think it's important for him to say, well, because I did this, or because we did this, this, and this, this was the result, you know what I mean? And, you know, we're, we're gonna continue uh, moving forward in that regard. So I think that's just as important um, as opposed to just bragging about what accomplishments that he thinks he can point to. Yeah. Um, and just kind of in that vein, uh, Trump's job approval rating has now risen to 49 percent, which is his highest in Gallup polling since he took office. In the middle of an impeachment. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Yes. Um, and it's actually risen because of higher ratings among obviously not Democrats, among both Republicans and independents. Um, he has a 94 percent approval rating among Republicans, which is up six whole percentage points from January and three points uh, higher than his previous best among Republicans. So huge approval rating right now. Um, And by the way, 52% of Americans in this poll in favor of acquitting him, 46% in favor of convicting and removing him from office. Um, Is there independent numbers in there that that you see? I'm really curious about that. 42% approval rating among dependent among independents is up five points. Okay, so that right there is one of the biggest numbers in that because right now there's a ton of independents or people that are in the middle that don't know, that, that switched from Democrat to Republican because Trump connected with them better. Mm-hmm. Then there was maybe those same people that were like, ah, you know, the president kind of pisses me off the way he talks. I don't like, I don't like his demeanor. I'm going to switch to Biden when he gets the nominee, which everyone assumed. Right. But if this is starting to look like, with, if, if their impeachment and all their attacks are starting to tilt those moderates or the independents back over towards mm-hmm. uh, Trump, I mean, you're seeing a carbon copy of what happened in 2016. Yeah. Maybe even more of, a, more of towards like a landslide, picking up both the popular vote and the electoral college vote, if someone like Sanders is, uh, is their nominee. Well, they also, I thought this was interesting, as much as the Democrats uh, wanted to attack him for his recent military action in Iran, uh, more Americans in the new poll, it was 53% approve rather than disapprove of his military action that, uh, you know, he killed Soleimani and everyone on the left told us that that was, it was way too hasty. Uh, It was going to, you know, push Iran to do all of these things that, like, they were already doing, but hey, What's context? Um, But it's so interesting to see that apparently maybe the American public is not buying into the Democrats spin of what Trump is actually doing and the result of those actions. Well, we're seeing some really big numbers in terms of the Rasmussen polls and some others that are very uh, reputable polls in terms of the black support for Mm -hmm. Trump. And even if that is half true, 
you're still looking at landslide record numbers for this coming election. Uh, I think that Donald Trump relates to a lot more people than obviously the mainstream media wants to give him credit for. And you're finding more and more people out there who are, first of all, I see Trump supporters getting bolder. They're, they're getting bolder in terms of their public acknowledgement of Trump. They're tired of the name calling and all of these things. So they're out there <clears throat> letting their intentions be known for their support for Trump. But I think you're seeing a lot of folks who are starting to come around to that and they're saying, okay, there's something that hasn't hasn't connected all of these three years. We've been told one thing, but we're seeing different results. And I think that's going to play out in this. Yeah. Eric, last word on that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's just a matter of people like the independent, I think, is the most important thing mm-hmm. um, about all of this. It's like if, if you can get those and he can convince those guys to support him and maybe it's not necessarily anything that he personally does. And it's more so the other side shooting themselves in the foot and giving them a reason to go do it. I think that's more so what a lot of people that uh, consider themselves centrist are. It's like, give me a reason um, to go do that. And they're giving them plenty of of, of reasons on very divisive issues, gun rights and so, so forth, that even people that, you know, even out here in Texas that, you know, are Democrats, they take that stuff seriously. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, why would it, 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 like the gun issue, they won't, uh, I think that that issue alone isn't, and I've, I've talked to other you know Republicans about that. I know sometimes we split it left and right, but I think that's a lot more regional. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I hear, like, you know, I know a lot of Democrats that take that very seriously. Right. Like they're, not, they're not for um, any sort of gun confiscation, red flag laws or anything like that. So if they keep pressing the issues on uh, stuff like that, you're just giving them a reason to go support, again, guys like Trump and other Republicans. So speaking of uh, gun control laws and uh, Democrats looking at ways to uh, take your guns away, um, Virginia, you know, we've, we have covered what's going on in Virginia. Of course, they recently had an election uh, and statewide Democrats control um, both houses. And also, of course, Governor Blackface Northam is still uh, in office. But interestingly enough, you know, they've they've rammed a couple things. Now we're going back to the caucus jokes. They've rammed a, rammed a couple things uh, through as far as gun control measures within the last couple months. However, however, there was a recent bill that was just blocked because two Virginia state Democrats joined Republicans um, to block it. Now, this bill would have made it a felony for gun owners to, quote, recklessly leave a loaded, unsecured firearm around that could endanger a minor. And um, the two Democrats that joined the ranks of Republicans cited concerns of increased punishments for lawful gun owners. This was, of course, one of many of Northam's, uh, you know, very tyrannical laws. And, of course, he's spinning it as, you know, this bill is going to keep children safe. How could you not vote for this? Um, And, you know, I mean, they've already voted for it to be way more difficult for residents to get concealed carry licenses, for residents to go and, you know, shoot together at a gun range. Um, They've already passed these bills. Now it seems maybe the Democrats, I don't know if they're having a change of heart or maybe they're hearing from their constituents. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And they're finding out, oh, crap, we can't keep voting for this nonsense because we're getting chewed out by the people who uh, we represent. If you look at that map, I think Glenn was showing this either on radio or TV, I don't remember, but it showed the map and it showed where all these all the sanctuary um, counties were. There's over 90 counties. It's the entire state. 
pretty much. There's these minor locations that have said, no, we're not going to do it. The entire state, pretty much. Now, if you're one of these Democrats, you, you literally, you are standing against all of your constituents. Right. Except for maybe the most loud, but definitely not all of them. So they're, if they push this stuff through, I mean... They, it, was, it was historic when, when they took full control of the government. Yes. That, they're only going to have that for maybe a couple years if they keep yeah. this up. But, and I'll give you a big motivating yeah. factor. I mean, the governor of West Virginia says, hey, we'll take those counties in and make you part of West Virginia. And they don't want to be West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> they don't want to be West Virginia. Uh, you know, I, I, I just, Eric, I, it boggles my mind that they even got to a place where the Democrats now control both uh, chambers. Because why is it that you have all of these counties popping up as Second Amendment sanctuaries, that you have all of these people apparently contacting you know, their representatives and saying, you better not do this, this isn't what we want. Where were they? at the polls. How did these Democrats get in office? Because they weren't bashful about it, right? Nor them said, if we get control, we yeah. are going to pass these gun control measures. And it's like Republicans are now shocked that it's actually happening. Yeah, I mean, uh, that goes to, you know, when you talk about the nature of government to me, I mean, I see a switch like that all the time. But my, I'm, I'm, when it comes to this subject, you know what I mean, which is something I always talk a lot about, I'm very passionate about. It's less to me about who controls what. Mm -hmm. And I do like the fact, and this is one thing that I highlighted, right? When you had guys like whether it be sheriffs saying that if these measures are passed, we're not enforcing right. them. Man, I would have a lot more respect for um, these folks if that was the approach for a multitude of different, you know, nonviolent or not necessarily nonviolent victimless crimes that yeah. are out there that are, you know, whether it be our law that unfortunately get enforced and ruin people's lives. But I think it's more about that. And I think what we have here and why they those types have that position. And this is why I would say I wish conservatives like just extended everything to the logical conclusion when they mm -hmm. throw this three percent, mm -hmm. come and take it, all that stuff. Like, you know, who, who's going to be the ones that that go do that? But I think what people are seeing is that, OK, this gets you in direct conflict. Right. This is the one sub because guns. Right. It's mm -hmm. the one thing that, you know, the police officer has to worry about. Their, their neck is right. on the line because you might get shot at. Like right. um, and that's a needless sort of confrontation that's being promoted by way of law. And I think people are seeing like. Like sort of the end game because that's a subject matter that it's so confrontational in itself when you are talking about going in and creating a conflict out of thin air right mm -hmm. just because you don't think someone should have a gun or what have you or you want to pass a new law that maybe tomorrow makes somebody a felon mm -hmm. uh, so you're creating this unnecessary tension and unnecessary conflict and I think people are starting to see that uh, regardless of party that that's what you're, you're ensuring us that this may get violent you know what I mean and people don't ultimately want that they don't want that at all yeah uh, yesterday's poll which 2020 Democrat We'll take home victory at tonight's Iowa caucus. Well, we don't know what the results are right now as we're taping, but we're just going to give you our very scientific polling results of who won the oh, Iowa just caucus. As, just as accurate. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, ours took less time. Ours was only a, a 24 hour turnaround. Theirs has taken way longer. That's because we don't have electile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Bernie winning at 73 percent, running away with it. Uh, Biden trailing at 18 uh, percent followed by Buttigieg at 5% and Warren at 4%. Uh, today's poll, 
Was the Iowa caucus disaster last night simply technical, simple technical glitches, or was there something shady going on with the DNC again? Mm. What do you think, Chad? Well, dark caucuses usually tend to be larger, and that's all I'm going to say <laughs> on this deal. So very shadowy, very shadowy. Jason, I what do you say, Jason? I, I, I really want to say that it was something shady the Democrats did. I so want to shade it. Uh, regardless, I, I think we should pretty much say that, you know, the Democrats need to load and learn how to code for this. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> Maybe I just ban the entire show, but they need to learn to code. You so. did? No, we're in overtime, so oh, <laughs> we can right. say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Ciaramella! <laughs> you did not! Eric Ciaramella! <laughs> but, yes, like, um, I believe that absolutely is something shady. Uh, going on like tinfoil hats all the way on when it comes to this, it, it's oh, got to yeah. be some shit. Well, it's too many connections to oh, yeah. like who who has you know who got stake in in this company. Like, come on, some some funky's going down. Yeah, let us know if you agree. You can go to the Blaze's Twitter. That is of course at the Blaze. Guys, thank you for being here and thank you for all of your caucus jokes. They You're were very well. a pleasure. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> the caucus stays hard this long. They really need to call the doctor. <laughs> We know how you love a good caucus joke. You know. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.